All right, 7.07 will be the first pitch tonight as the Jays take on the Texas Rangers in the fourth game before game series. Then it's the Boston Red Sox coming into town as the Jays go back into the AL East where they have had limited success this season. Turn the page. Clean slate. Season starts tonight. <laughs> it does. Don't laugh. I thought the season started Monday. Uh, it starts tonight. And then I thought the season started two weeks before that. In my mind, it's and tonight. And then I thought the season started. Well, look, I, I that, that last night is the lowest, the lowest, the lowest, the lowest, the lowest this organization has found itself since um, Bo and Vladdy have been here. I, I, I truly believe that. I mean, there have been, a, you know, the the uh, the day they lost the playoff spot in the final day of the Boston Red Sox. I mean, there have been some, there have been some, some low points, the playoff loss to Seattle last year, but that's baseball. Yeah, booing the faces is a little different. I'm with you. Booing, yeah, booing Bo the, and, and Vladdy yeah. is, is a sign. Boone, Bo, and Vladdy at a sign where, at a time where, you know, the big crowds have stopped coming to the ballpark for three games Mm. is, um, yeah, I I said on Twitter last night, that was, that was ugly. Uh, It was an ugly mood at the ballpark. And I'm not surprised. I'm not, again, I don't want this, anybody to take this to mean that I'm criticizing people for booing or anything. I'm not. I, I'm not. It's completely within everybody's right, uh, but I think you just have to. You have to keep in mind that there will be a next game. There will be a next week. There will be a next year, and don't, don't, don't go throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Don't be backing up the truck and moving everything out, and saying we're going to get rid of this because sometimes you'll get rid of it and you'll find ooh. And if you don't believe me, think of Teoscar Hernandez. <laughs> mm. Seriously, I went back and listened when the Teoscar Hernandez deal was made. You know, there were people upset because they liked Teoscar and they thought he was an important part of the dugout hijinks, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of people bought into the fact that they had to move on from him. They weren't going to sign. And, you know, people were saying, well, you know, the home run jacket, they got to be more serious and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So all I'm saying is be careful what you uh, hope for because sometimes it happens. Yeah, I guess. I still like to have competitive at-bats consistently. That's that's the one thing, right? It's, it's bringing Jeff Pass, an MLB insider with ESPN. Mr. Passan, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, boys. How are you? Our daubers are down. I don't, I don't really, know what that means, mine. but somebody always uses Jeff's them. is always down. Mine is I'm even. I'm always the same guy. Yeah, I. Uh, it's really interesting to me what's happening. Like, really, really interesting to me what's happening up there. Because you just don't see a team that's in playoff contention unless there is an out-and-out out collapse where the fans turn on the team. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Yeah. And maybe, maybe this is something, you know, you guys are in it every day. So... Maybe this is something that has been burgeoning and that has been percolating and that fans have just sort of been moving toward this slowly. But to see it come out, I understand you got swept by a team that coming into the series uh, or, or really coming into like the last week had lost 
16 of 20 games. And not swept um, yet. Not. Almost. Yeah, right. Swept, swept-ish. That's um, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. the, the, the part of it, though, that you have to understand if you're a Jays fan, this doesn't make it any better. And I'm, and I'm not saying that uh, what happened, you know, the last few days in the lack of people coming to the park and the booze coming out was invalid. Um, it's not the Royals. It's not the A's. Like, they're losing to a good team. And so while there is, you know, while there is arguably shame in uh, what this team has done and how it has performed, I don't think that shame is necessarily coming from this one three, you know, this one set of three games that we're looking at. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's, uh, I, I, I think that's, that's really well said. I listen. I like everything else. I blame the Maple Leafs um, for it because <laughs> no. I mean, listen. The, 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 there's. I mean, this. There's a warped sports history in this city. There, there is a truly warped sports history in this city. God love the, uh, the the Toronto Raptors are the one team that seemed to navigate their way around it. But uh, yeah, this is. Uh, that's just. That's kind of the way Toronto rolls. What I'm interested in. Though, I, I don't know. Is it? Isn't there? Isn't there a warped sports history in like every city though? Yep. I don't know. I, I mean, really? I, I feel like I feel like every every city has its own. Uh, I suppose its own yeah. tortured moments, and it's and its own it, uh, warped. Warped is like a nice way of putting unhealthy. <laughs> That's true, actually. <laughs> and I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess other than, I mean, if you're an Atlanta Braves. Fan, I guess, but I mean Atlanta. Yeah, you're right. Every city's got warped. Uh, let's move on because that was just me kind of pulling pulling stuff out of my ass. So let's move on. Um, yep. Loved your comments about Heim Bloom. First of all, having met him a couple of times, uh, I'm gonna you know a couple of times winter meetings that I'm gonna put my hand up. I really like him. I, I like him as a dude. Yeah. So I'm just gonna throw that. Yeah. Not that that matters, but I like him as a dude. Um, Look, these moves aren't always justified, but um, it, it just—I don't know what else he was supposed to do. I, I, I you well, know, okay, I went back okay. and here's looked. The, the only thing I wonder is, I think he mishandled. I could be wrong here. I think he mishandled Xander Bogarts. But yeah, but they, yeah, but the let's look at the Xander Bogarts contract right now. I, I you know, I've, I've been talking with executives this week and asking them to look at their models. Um, to see where Wander Franco is in their model. And it, I, I was curious because, like, I, I was told by a team that he that Wander Franco is by far the greatest surplus value of any player in Major League Baseball right now. And hmm. so while I, was asking, while I was asking that question, I was also asking who's the most underwater. And uh, across the board, Xander Bogarts is the most underwater contract in baseball right now. Okay. So – if, so if the Red Sox avoided signing Xander Bogarts to what may be an absolutely terrible deal, I, I don't think you know. I don't think you can blame High and Bloom for that. the The problem, the problem with what High and Bloom faced, and and listen, he has flaws as a general manager. There were things that he did bad and he did wrong, no doubt about that. But what he was asked to do was essentially rebuild the farm system and win at the same time while staying under the CBT threshold. Uh, you know, two of those things at once are pretty tough. 
all three of them, it's damn near impossible to do at the same time. And so uh, their farm system's really good now. I, I, I don't think, like, people outside of the industry appreciate how strong it is and uh, how Orioles-like it is like in terms of the position players they've got. Like, they've got a lot of guys who are going to be dudes. And that that lineup in a couple of years, Tristan Cassis is awesome. Um, you know, Jaron Duran's been very good this year. Rafael Devers is still in his mid-20s, so he's going to be around doing his thing for a while. Like, their lineup is going to be scary in a little while. They, You know, pitching-wise, though, they're they're not great. But, and again, how many organizations out there are, frankly? Yeah. Like, developing pitching is about the hardest thing to do. And they're only, you know, you got Cleveland, you got Seattle, you got Tampa, you got Los Angeles. Not a lot of places that do it well and do it regularly. Off the top of your head, how many GM openings do you think there will be in the offseason? I understand it's, you know, you have to kind of do a roll and kind of a run through the teams here. But how many do you think there might be in the offseason? Now well, that David Stearns has filled the Mets one. Yeah, thankfully I do not have to do a, a run-through because uh, in, in recent weeks I've put together a spreadsheet for this exact question. Oh, see, we think of like, it's almost scary. It's almost yeah, scary. Like, so I, I, have, I, have a, I have a spreadsheet with GMs and managers and how long they're under contract and all that. And uh, Kim Ng's deal is up in, in Miami. Um, I, I think she's probably going to stay, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, a name that's certainly going to be out there. And then you've got guys like uh, Bill Schmidt in Colorado. And if Colorado opens, you know, how many people want that job anyway? Mm-hmm. Um, and and P- Perry Manassian, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, could come back, could not uh, mm-hmm. with the Angels. You just never, you never know how Artie Moreno is going to feel when he wakes up in the morning. And that's pretty much what the job security of the Los Angeles <laughs> Angels GM depends upon. Right. Uh, and and then, right. You've got, then you've got a couple of, uh, you know, A.J. Preller in, in San Diego. I think Bob Melvin leaving is probably likelier than that. Uh, Farhan Zaidi got a, uh, you know, a, a vote of confidence from Greg Johnson, their owner, a few, probably a month or so ago. But there have been renewed questions there. Um, uh, I, I think that's probably, that probably covers all of it. So as many as five, as few as one or two. Jeff, what about teams that have high expectations who have bad auras around them? I, I, I don't even know if you can define that in any way, but I'm going to speak to the Blue Jays because I'm around them every single day. There's some kind of yeah. something not right there. How do you yeah, how do you sounds, fi- how you do know, you fix it? You know what that is the question. You know what that sounds. You know what that sounds like, Kevin. That sounds like San Diego, right? Oh yeah. Like you look at you look at the team, and on paper there is no reason that they should not wreck shop. Like this is a team that should go out there and be really really good, and it isn't. And I wish I knew the inner workings of both of those teams well enough to try and pinpoint what the problem is. I, I don't know them well enough. But the, the truth is, I don't know that Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins have the answer to that question. And I don't know that A.J. Preller has the answer to that question, because if they did, they would go out and execute on it immediately. 
Like, if your team is underachieving, uh, rational decision-making tends to go out the window. If you feel like you have a solution, a quick fix, something like that, you go and attack it, and you go and get it, and you go and test it out because the alternative, the you know, what, what status quo is right now just isn't cutting it. And this is a results-oriented business, so you better or you're going to lose your job. So I, I wish I had a better answer for you as to what ails this team, but it can be any number of things, and that's the most frustrating part of it. Maybe it's players. Maybe it's the front office. Maybe it's the manager. Maybe it's the scouting. Maybe it's what they're learning as, as they're coming up through the minor leagues. Maybe it's just they don't get along. Maybe they like each other and have too much fun. I mean, there are so many things that can lead to a team underachieving uh, to try and diagnose it from afar uh, or, or even diagnose it, period. I feel like it's, a, it's an incredibly hard thing to do. How willing do you think some front offices are of adjusting analytics departments? Okay, why are we talking? No, no, no. I, uh, why are we talking about analytics? Let, let, this is this is not a rhetorical question, but I, I I have noticed that a lot of times when something's going wrong, people, whether they played or not, gravitate toward analytics. Why do we do that? I think. Well, I have my answer. Yep. Well, you answer it. You well, ask my, well, my my answer is because the information and the people that I talk to that are really close to the team that I cover a ton is communication yep. between the, you know, the information and the numbers. Oh, it's great. Like you, you can never have too many good numbers, right? Too many good yep. information. It's who's delivering it is the issue, okay, right? So and then, that, that so, I think right. is where the communication factor between one party and the other party, who is willing to adjust that, right? Because the last couple of years, just quite frankly say it, the Blue Jays offensively have been up and down a little, and they quite frankly shouldn't be. So that's what I'm asking. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Here's, so here's, here's where I think your premise goes wrong a little bit. I don't think it's the analytics I think it's the people who are delivering them if there are those issues. Yep. And I think that's a that's a coaching thing more than anything, is it not? It's not an analytics thing because the listen, all analytics are are information. There it's information that is designed to help you become a more intelligent baseball player. And maybe that intelligence is about the other team, like where you need to play or position yourself or what you need to be expecting from the pitcher. And maybe that information is about yourself and adjusting your swing or adjusting grips or adjusting all sorts of other things. The issue is not in the information itself unless the information is invalid, which, uh, frankly, information doesn't, like, it, it doesn't have bias to it. Or yeah. it shouldn't, if the information is good, have bias to it, meaning it's not about the information itself. It's about the delivery, and it's about the willingness of the player to accept it. And here's the thing about analytics, Kevin, that's really important for everyone who's listening to realize. Every single youth baseball player from the United States, from Canada, from the Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Japan, around the world is growing up with analytics being an enormous part of how they learn baseball. So either you're going to 
get rid of the analytics because you don't have the coaches who can teach that properly, or you change the coaches because they're not able to use the tools that exist for baseball players to learn better. Mm. See, I, I'm going to broaden it a little bit because, uh, I, Kevin, I, I tend to, to skew towards Jeff on this when it comes to analytics. But I'm going to say this. I can be careful how I say this. This organization has had a couple of instances this year that have required good communication, not not just with the players, but with the public. Um, the first, uh-huh. oh, I've drawn a brain cramp. I can't believe it. The pitcher who got in trouble for retweeting. Uh, Anthony Bass. Thank you, God. Anthony Bass. That was, that was handled badly by Ross. The explanation was oh. handled badly. Secondly, yeah. the Alec Manoa thing. Now, I understand there's probably stuff at work there that we don't need to be privy to. And, yep. you know, that's... I. Listen, I'm, it's not my first go-around. I've seen that before. But I kind of, I can see where this organization culturally might have issues communicating concepts to people. I, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and that's, yeah, something, I, that's something that I think more than you're right. I mean, look, the numbers are the numbers are the numbers. I yeah, don't think anybody, they are what they are. I don't think anybody gives out analytics to make Vladdy a worse hitter. <laughs> no. I, I don't think they do. <laughs> no. But I, I really get the sense, and I wish I was around this team on a, on a day-to-day basis in the clubhouse and the dugout. I just, I just get the sense that there's a disconnect in how the information is given to the players. And... There's a disconnect in how information is put out there. I think that's well said. Yeah, I I think, uh, listen, if there's an organizational communication problem, then that is is something that has the ability to torpedo everything, top to bottom. Um, And... I, you know, this is this is a long time ago. This is going back, but I just remember like the the David Price pitching out of the bullpen. Oh, um, yes, you know, you know, like that was not communicated particularly well. Different regime at that point, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 it also goes to show, I think, how communication is one of those factors that can have a really big impact on a team season and and on a team's relationship with its fan base which frankly is important if the jays look if the jays were winning and winning consistently and at the top of the division where the expectations have been set uh i don't think that the fallout from anthony bass is nearly the same i think that the organization gets a lot more of a benefit of the doubt with Alec Manoa, which maybe it's already getting because the way that the, you know, that it was put out there was he just reported and didn't, or didn't do anything like doesn't want to pay. I mean, the, the way that it was framed uh, makes Manoa look a lot worse, I think, than, than the organization. But just the fact that we're at this point at all with uh, the relationship between the Jays and Alec Manoa, I'll be extremely curious to see going forward where that goes, because this is the sort of thing, I'm not going to say it's irreparable, but in addition to to fixing himself and how he pitches, uh, there needs to be a a fissure that is taken care of in this relationship, because right now it's big and it is problematic. Yep. Jeff, Jeff, I just don't understand why you see established, everyday guys for the Blue Jays have month 
month-long slumps. I can't remember the time when Springer had a month-long slump. Chapman's had months of slumps. I mean, these are really, really good players. Varsho sort of fell off the map from one end to the other. Like, there have been individually just guys that seem to forget about how to hit a baseball. And I just, I know pitching's never been harder, but it ain't this hard. Like, that's the thing, right? It's just not this hard. And that, I I think, is – I just don't know what the the issue is there. Here's the – dude, dude, dude. Here's the thing, though. You're the the last person who should be saying this because you played. Like, you know. You know the the doldrums that hitters can fall into. And George Springer was streaky, and Matt Chapman was – very streaky. Like Matt Chapman's had that reputation for a while. Yeah. It's just being, you know, when he's, when he's on, uh, you know, when he's hitting like he did in April, like he's about as good as it gets. And there, there's going to be, you know, another six weeks of the season when he's on and like four months, like three and a half months where it's just going to be like, what's this guy doing? Like what, what happened to the Matt Chapman that we've seen? It makes you appreciate the construction of a team, though, does it not? It sure does. Because I feel like I, I like I, I appreciate guys who are steady and give you constant production and do not have up and down months. Like those are the guys who are worth their weight in gold. And it's I, I feel like it's almost impossible to scout that. But when you get that guy. Uh, you hold on to him forever, yeah. and and I think it's and I think it's why why Bo Bichette, uh is going to be a Toronto Blue Jay for a long time because he's he is consistent, he is steady Eddie, he gets hits and like that's that's what he does, and you you know you're not going to be missing him for a long time even if he gets into a little slump. Jeff, listen, really good of you to join us today. That's I know awesome. it's a, it's a busy day. Thanks so much for doing this, man. Really appreciate the yeah, uh, really appreciate the back and forth as always. Yeah, it was always a good chat, boys. Thanks. Take care. Buddy. It's Jeff Passan, MLB Insider with ESPN. Uh, by the way, the Baltimore Orioles have just called up Heston Kierstead. They're uh, another one of their prospects. I think what was he number twenty four in MLB pipelines prospect rankings. So that'll uh, be uh, yeah, another Orioles, another Orioles prospect coming up. They still haven't got Jackson around to Jackson Holiday yet. Yeah, but uh, that was a good that, that was a good discussion. Listen, listen, we we we. I, this is this is the type of year that when it's over, whenever it ends, however it ends, it's going to be a bunch of stuff percolating out. It's it's just got it's just got that feel to it. But I, I do think a lot of it. I, I think there has to be a reset in how. I think there has to be a reset in how this organization talks about hitting. This is just, this is me from the compilation of talking to people around the team and, and projections and process players. have to, th- there has to be a give and take there. Yeah. I, I really do believe that you're seeing the process on their faces in the dugout. Yeah. Just look at it. Yeah. Really well said. It was a great discussion. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back. We've got Jay's tickets to give away. And uh, I think we're going to go to the back leg line as well. Why not? 416-413-3959 is the back leg line. Uh, your chance to leave questions, comments, observations for Kevin Barker. We'll get to it on the other side. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan of the Sportsnet Radio Network and Sportsnet.
right, it is a stretch drive. Up to 707 first pitch with uh, Ben and Madison on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Of course, across the Sportsnet family of television stations as well. Uh, the uh, Jays looking to uh, stop the bleeding after losing the first three games to the Texas Rangers. You got the dude in the mound, I would think, to do it tonight, and Kevin Gossman. And uh, the Rangers are responding with Nathan mm-hmm. Uvalde. Uh, we've been giving you the chance to win Blue Jays tickets all season long here in Blair and Barker, whether you listen on the radio or on our podcast. All you have to do is text the correct answer. I just knocked my coffee cup over, mm-hmm. but it was empty. All you have to do is text the correct answer to our daily baseball trivia question to 590-590. Our last trivia question and answer was... We all remember Sam Dyson on the mound for Jose Bautista's bat flip in 2015. But who was pitching for Texas when Josh Donaldson slid home in extra innings to give the Blue Jays a series sweep in the 2016 ALDS? The answer was Matt Bush. Why do I think that uh, the bat flip was incredible? But man, that's Donaldson sliding home was icing on the cake. That, That ended the game. Yeah, it did. Like it was the bat flip didn't end the game. Mm. Donaldson sliding home, man. Anyhow, uh, today's question is to win tickets to see the Jays and Red. I just don't people don't you know people don't write stories about it. Anyhow, I guess it's everything that went around the, mm-hmm. the bat flip. Obviously, today's question is to win tickets to see the Jays and Red Sox down at the Rogers Center tomorrow. And again, the Red Sox are in town for three game series starting tomorrow. This is a hell of a question, and I would I'm stunned, and I feel like less of a man because I would not have answered this question. This I long, t- what? I got it right away. This long time pitcher, this long time really? pitcher played for nine major league teams, beginning with the blue Jays, but also compiled the 17 and 10 record with the Red Sox over two seasons in the two thousands. You can text the answer to five. You didn't, you wouldn't have even come close to this. You don't you think so? text the No, I haven't you, seen the answer. You can text the answer to five ninety five ninety for your shot to win. See rules at sports and at thoughts. Let's five ninety. I laid no already. This longtime pitcher played for nine major league teams beginning with the Blue Jays, but also compiled a 17-10 record with the Red Sox over two seasons in the 2000s. I got a funny story about this dude. You can't tell it. I can because it's not. you're not going to have any idea who it is. I know who it is. Um, he made the final start of the regular season for the Blue Jays. It was a game in Cleveland. The season was over. Nobody was playing for anything. Mm-hmm. It, you know, everybody had the, everybody had the stink eye. Everybody yeah. hated everybody. Sure. Um, you know, it happens, right? It's one of those years. Yeah, I don't like you. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I may do this. <laughs> this individual who shall not be named was the starting pitcher. He was taken out of the game early. And, well, he left. What do you mean he left? He packed up, jumped in a plane, and went before the game was over. So we went down to his locker. And all there was was his jock strap hanging in the locker. That's awesome. It was perfectly placed. That was it. There was nothing else. We went up to his locker, and there's this old, it had been worn that day, jock strap. That's great. That was it. That's awesome. It's one of the. That's him. That is him. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of the. See, I would rather have had that than have the guy stand in front of his locker and answer questions. Sometimes it's what could he say? It's the last game of the season. What's what's he going to say to you? I just thought it was brilliant. It's perfect. That's perfect. 
Coming from that guy, it's perfect. Yeah. Anyhow, there you go. Hmm. Uh, 416-413-3959 is the back leg line. 707 is the first pitch tonight. Let's give Mark a little more time to work through the back leg line. Uh, the Jays lineup is as follows. Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, Schneider, Biggio, Chapman, Merrifield, Kirk, Kiermaier. The Blue Jays. Matt Chapman is back. Nathan Lucas has been optioned to Buffalo. And, uh, yeah. After this, it's back within, back into the American League East where the Jays are. What are they against the East? Oh, no. Season starts tonight. Okay, this, they're 0-0 against the East. Wow, why starts. keep bringing it up? Like, it's old news. Well, it is old news. But it I is old like news. The pitching matchups are Barrios and Brian Bayo, uh, Bassett and Chris Sale, and uh, oh. Hyunjin Ryu and Nick Pavetta. Jays on the rest. You ruined it. Bayo, uh, Bayo's nasty, man. Bayo's a good yeah, That changeup is that's filthy. filthy. You know who, well, you know who, uh, yeah. you know who he's been taught by. Yeah. Pedro. Yeah. It's, that's a filthy, filthy, it's filthy. It's filthy. So that's not going to go well. No. No. <laughs> Curtis from Brockville. He called up the back leg line at 416-413-3959. Let's see what Curtis had to say. Curtis. I was just listening to you guys with Jeff Pass, and, and Jeff was saying about the booze last night that um, not maybe not necessarily warranted uh, because they're playing a, a really good baseball team. But I don't think, I don't know, you guys can can um, shed some light on this, but I don't think the boos were about losing. I feel like the boos were about the effort. The effort was atrocious, and I'm wondering your guys' thoughts. I know the Rangers are a good team, but do you not think that the crowd was more upset with the lack of effort? I think losing is one thing. If you've left it all on the field, Toronto fans are typically okay with that, as long as you're giving an effort. And last night, there was none. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I, okay, thanks. I think it was yeah, towards the best two players thanks. on the on the team. Yeah, no, I'm going to respectfully, I'm going to respect, I'm, I'm going to respectfully disagree. And I'm going to do it by saying, again, fans can do what they want to do. I would never, I will never criticize somebody who's paying money to come and watch somebody play. Hell, boo me. I don't care. If you're paying money to watch me play, boo Most me. of the time, they boo because they're not well, good at something. A, a lot of times... Fans tend to, and I think maybe we lose track of this in the media, fans tend to boo the moment. Fans, you know what? Oh, God, I'm pissed off at Vladdy for swinging to that. Boo! Fans tend to boo the moment. Maybe in some ways they're booing the moment more than they're booing the person. Here's where we don't, we just, with respect, we're not around the team enough to know about effort. I Listen, the camera shots of the dugout, I get people look at that, and there's not a lot going on in the dugout. Nobody's dancing and, you know, slapping hands and having fun. Well, that's because they're not winning. That does not equate to a lack of effort. I, I've said this. And listen, I'll call out a team. If I think, and I'll, or I'll call out an athlete if I think that they're not giving an effort. I don't see that. I see a team that's really frustrated. I see two hitters in particular. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that Bo Bichette and Vladdy, um, they're given what they can. I just see a team that's disappointed and frustrated and frankly has no answers. 
and maybe thinks that there's nobody around them that has answers. But that's different than not giving effort. And I just, I, I think we really need to be careful when we try to interpret body language based on what we're seeing in a dugout. Like I had someone say to me, have you noticed the other day, have you noticed that Vladdy goes and sits by himself at the end of the dugout? He always does. Vladdy's always done that. Yeah. He has always taken his bat to that part of the dugout. Mm-hmm. He has. I mean, trust me, he's done it since he's been up here. Now, when they're winning and he's sitting there and they had Teoscar there and all these guys, they were having fun. Yeah, but but you just, all, all I'm saying is, you have to be a little careful in taking your disappointment to the nth degree. And I know I'm going to be accused of, you know, of carrying water. I really don't care what people accuse me of. I, like I said, I think I have enough currency that I would be honest with you if I thought a team had, had, had pulled the shoot. And I don't think this team has. I just think they're frustrated. They're disappointed. Well, and I played. I've I've stunk. I know what it looks like. Do you know what quitting that's looks what like? I, no, because I've never quit. That no. That's, have you? Okay, let me just jump in. That's here. what it looks like when the process, everything that you're used to trying to do to have success, is not working. You're trying their process, which they've tried this thing for a couple of years now, and that's what I we had the conversation with Jeff about. That for me needs to be adjusted somehow, some way. So, however, that needs to take place. It looks like, for me, the way it should look when you've exhausted exactly. everything exactly. and you just don't have anything else to try. Like, I, I think I'm swinging at the right pitch. I think I'm mechanically sound. I think I'm in an athletic yeah. position. I think I'm on time because I did it a bazillion times like Vladdy does. I know I had to talk with him. A bazillion times in a cage trying to be better so he can go out and help his team win a baseball game. So, yeah, I, I've, I've been there. I know how it feels. I know how it looks. That's the way it's supposed to look. It's the way I looked. And I know I didn't quit. I never quit. They had to rip the jersey off me. I, I was riding buses overseas with no air conditioner. In your underwear. Try, trying, to, trying to keep the dream alive, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, well, it worked out. Yeah, it did. Look at your dream. Look how your dream ended up. Yeah, worked out, ended up sitting with old Krusty yeah. the Clown Jeff Blair here in a yeah. studio. Uh, could have been worse. Chuck in Ontario. Just want to remind everybody that this team was built for the playoffs, and they're not really showing their true colors right now because they're not firing at all on offense. But if you stick this team in a must-win situation, they're going to perform. And everyone needs to give Vladdy a little bit of a break. It's not his fault that he's being pitched away and he's under pressure to hit the ball and he's trying to hit everything. Quit blaming Vladdy for everything. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I don't I don't know if I entirely – listen, I think, 
I, the, I, I'm in the camp to figure it out. Like if you're that he, good of a hitter right. that everybody's telling us that you are and what we, at least I think he is, like he does things mechanically that most humans can't do when everything's yeah. right and he's mentally healthy <laughs> when, you know, yeah. feeling frisky and those kind of things. I'm in the camp. You figure it out. If you're that good, you do what you have to do, right? Again, I've said this. I just don't understand why you're not married to changes. You make changes because you have to because what you normally do is not working. And I just I wonder why that change hasn't been made. That's very confusing to me. But I wonder about that this is a playoff team, and I had some stats looked up. You know, occasionally I'll do that. Versus, well, I, I'll hold it. Hang on for a minute. Occasionally, a, occasionally no, no, you a, will ask Mark, Mark Boffo to look up the stats. Yeah, why would I do it? Okay, that's we true. have very smart people around here. Why that's would true. I do it? That's true. All right, I just want to give Boffo a shout out because he's a guy that digs up the stuff for I, you. I, I would, I would think in the playoffs that you're going to face really good starting pitching. Yes, elite. Most of those starting pitchers have ERA somewhere around three and a half or below. Sure. The Blue Jays is an offense since July first against starting pitchers that have an ERA of three and a half. Or lower. 202 average, which is 27th in baseball. Six home runs, which is tied for 22nd. Hold it. Six six home runs? Six home runs. Okay. 14 RBIs. That's tied for 28th. In baseball, and there's only now there's not teams. a there's not a ton of these dudes that th- have three and a half ERAs yeah, yeah. or are under. But the point being is that's just you're being able to flip the switch yeah. on all of a sudden and be that team. Keep going. I like these numbers. OPS with that three and a half or under is five seventy two. That's twenty sixth in baseball. They do not strike out at all. Like so, whatever they're saying about putting the ball in play, that's working. It's just all the other things. It's right. It's driving the baseball. It's staying in the big part of the field. It's extra base hits. It's getting the big hit. It's having the one good swing in the big moment, no matter what inning it is, against a really good pitcher. That that Those numbers right there will tell you that they have a real issue of doing. So, yeah, it's not going to be the easiest thing. This is me. I know they're built because of their pitching to be better in the playoffs, but you got to hit a little. We just had Alex on here who has the best team in baseball. Can we, we can't argue that. Mm-hmm. Best team in baseball. They're geared up to go back Lake City a bunch. And, and one other thing, <laughs> I did, I did want to throw this out. I did want to throw this out too because we our discussion about um, frustration and disappointment. You also have to remember that guys who are pitching – on good teams, and the Rangers are right now a playoff team, they can tell. And they can feed off this uh, another team's disappointment and frustration. Hey, you know Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, it, Jordan see, Montgomery in the third inning last night's going. See, mm-hmm. I think that is more of the struggling team than it is the other team that you're facing. I think it's that one moment when you don't have the big swing because your starting pitcher is really good, and you don't get the big swing, and then it's just it's like the snowball. Kyle in Edmonton. Alberta. The Jays just seem like they're playing not to lose. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Dumb decisions on the base path, dumb decisions defensively, dumb pitch selection. Like Kikuchi in that fourth inning there where he gave up the home run, he should have thrown a pitch, a slow pitch down. The, yeah, he was trying. The batter was, was on his fastball, yeah, fouled one back, and it just screamed for a pitch low and a pitch slow and he put a two seamer inside and the guy sent it 
They don't throw the bullpen. Yeah. It just seems that they're playing to lo- not to lose versus playing to win the game. Yeah, well, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Now, you know what? The reason they're doing that is because they're not scoring any runs, and they know they're not scoring any runs, and their pitchers know they're not scoring any runs, and the hitters have no idea why they're not scoring any I, runs, and it's beating the hell out of them. I hope, I hope, I hope that the last month of the season here, the way the pitching is starting to look, that it does not take away yeah. what they have done yeah. and the pitching coaches have done to get this pitching staff not only the starters and the pin to where they're at now. I hope this final couple of weeks of the season, because you can tell it's, you know, the finish and the force and velocity, and we saw some overthrowing and, uh, you know, just force and misses that they normally didn't because you rely on stuff. You rely on late movement. You rely on, you know, tunneling. You rely on your mechanics to get you through that, and they know what we know. So I hope that, you know, the finger's not all of a sudden starting to point at, well, the pitching's not doing it. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, I hope that's not going to be no, the case. I don't think that. I, I don't think. Listen, if you want to take a positive away from this year, it's that you got, <laughs> you got Barrios, Bassett, Gossman, and Kikuchi coming back next year. Hello? That's, that's the best you've had. Uh it's better than it was at the start of this year because we didn't know what we're going to get out of Kikuchi. We didn't know what we're going to get out of Barrios. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this pitching is so good right now that, quite frankly, I don't care if Alec Manoa is around next year. I mean, I hope he is. I wish nothing but good things for the guy. I hope he's back next year. But the Jays will get by without him if he isn't. If, if there is a takeaway, if there is a plus here, it is that for the first time that I've been around this team in a long time, the rotation set, and you got to think that maybe one of Tiedemann or Bur- a guy whose name I can never pronounce, Barriere or whatever the hell. Oh, you it nailed is. it. Boom. Nailed it, my ass. <laughs> but you got to think that one of those two guys, if they come good, uh, your pitching's better than it's been in a long time. It is. It is. They can compete. Just looking at uh, Chapman is. Now Chapman doesn't have a splint or any. I guess he can have a splint because it's throwing hand. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, Chapman, is, we mentioned, is in the lineup for tonight's game. Mark, do we have any more? Uh, okay. I know I'm I'm throwing this stuff at you very rapidly. Those calls were good. They were. But we got to make sure that, like, Mark's going through them because you don't want to get, you know, you got to be careful right now. Oh, yeah. As we say in Blue Jays talk. Is. As we say in Blue Jays talk. 707 will be the first pitch. Tonight, Kevin, uh, Kevin Gossam in the round for the Blue Jays, Nate Uvalde um, for the Texas Rangers. Ed and Aurelia, you're on uh, the back leg line. What's up, Ed? Love the show. Why do I talk I to these people like they're live? Everything you say. Because you're nice. I have a question for Kevin. Okay, I'm going to leave. Do you think, can you explain to me first what protection for Vlad is? Yep. Because if he ain't swinging at straights, all the protection in the world ain't going to help He swings him. the strikes. And do you think there's any dissension between Bo and Vladdy? Because nope. Bo got a contract and, and Vladdy is still waiting. Thanks. Bye. I would say no to the con- I can't. I, I can't answer the contract thing. I, the the, the, the Vladdy's relating- still making more money than Bo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't, how would I answer that question? Like, I don't know. I've never, how would I know that, that he's mad because Bo got 
$33 million, and he didn't like that. a bad question. I, I don't have any idea about that. Good question. Uh, the, the protection part of it, here's what I think about that. I, I, th- I think when I'm a catcher and I'm coming in to face the Blue Jays, and I know that I can throw an 0-0 two-strike pitch to Vladdy because I'm not afraid of walking him because who's standing on the on-deck circle I'm not afraid of. I this I think Vladdy needs some growing up when it comes to being able to do it by himself mentally. Okay, I don't have that guy behind me. I need to let them do what they're going to do which would allow me to get what I need to get to have results that I want to have. I just don't think mentally he's there. That's why I said in spring training, where's the cleanup hitter at? They need that to see the best out of Vladdy. Was I right or wrong? Uh, You were absolutely right. So that it's got nothing to do with his talent. It's got to do with sometimes you just don't overthink it. The more you think about it, the worse off you're going to be. That's where, for me, Vladdy's at. Like, he is, uh, it is just churning like it ain't never churned before because he's trying to carry this team. And that, for me, is, I, I, I think, one of the bigger things, if not the biggest thing of the season, for me anyway, is that protection. Okay, it helps to have the guy in front of you, absolutely. Traffic is never a bad thing. But when you are afraid to walk that guy because that Teoscar can go 30 and 100 off you and change the game by hitting a three-run homer, you're going to throw Vladdy an 0-0 fastball middle away, thigh high, because you want to get ahead because you don't want to walk him. That's the difference. Yeah, as as for the contract thing, like Kevin said, um, you know, we're not there. I tend to think that – I've. I mean, I've spoken to guys and other teams I've been around about contracts. I think guys guys worry about other people's contracts less than a lot of us think they do. Everybody wants to be paid as much as they can. Yeah. But the thing in baseball is it's because Bo is getting money doesn't mean, well, first of all, Vladdy's making more money this year than Bo. Yeah. But because Bo got the contract – doesn't mean Vladdy isn't going to get the contract. I think it's Bo got the years. Yeah. Not really the money, but it's you the know years. What? It, it, yeah, but... If but, I were Vladdy, I'd be scratching my head a little bit. You gave him years, you didn't give me years, what's up? Well, I'm getting more money. Yes, we're not giving you years, I'm just saying, I, but that, you're making more money. That's... that's. I Listen, I... I I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm, I'm saying... If you're Vladdy, you're thinking, well, you're you're married to him. You're not to well, me. I'll tell Why you is what, that? If it is an issue, if I'm Vladdy, then I got to burr up my ass. And if I got to burr up my ass. I overswing and I miss pitches by feet. That's what happens. Yeah, no. That's, that's, that's what happens. I, I, I'm, maybe, maybe it is a factor. I don't but, get I I can't answer but, that, but maybe um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bunch of things. I mean, I will say this. <laughs> not every player is the same. I've been around guys. You, you're... Your dude, Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard used to go and sit in his arbitration hearings because mm-hmm. he liked that interested him. He uh, wanted to hear about the business I of the guess, game. I guess. Uh, I think it's a very much an individual thing. I think it matters to some guys. Uh, you know, I think other guys look at the situation, and especially dudes who come from a baseball family. 
Flatty has enough people around him who've explained the business of the game to him. He knows where he is in terms of service time. He knows how close he is to free agency. I will say this. I don't think with Vladdy and Bo, I don't think either of them are surprised by where they are right now contractually. I don't think they're surprised. I really don't. I think Vladdy probably expected this. Based on what I'm hearing, based on how early discussions went, I think Vladdy probably expected this. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be at this, have it this way. Hmm. That's what I think. Uh, man, that was a like a complicated show, it seems. Like lots of stuff. Heavy stuff. Heavy, heavy stuff. Well, we're trying to figure it out for him. Yeah, we are. <laughs> now, now we did, <laughs> did we do it? I mean, I got the answer. I've had the answer all along. Springer cleaning up, just yeah, like that, I said that, earlier oh, this that'll year. Fit, that'll fix it. Run, producer. Herbichette cleaning up. There you go. Guys, don't listen to me. Uh, you, you know, you listen to the, to the khakis. You don't listen to the, you don't listen to the guy who does a talk show. Makes you feel good when you say that word, doesn't it? It, doesn't it really. does. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, that's it for us. Seven oh seven is the f- yeah. It does. Seven oh seven is the first pitch tonight. We'll be back tomorrow from five to seven. Oh yeah, we're doing Blue Jays talk tonight as well. It's going to be a winning edition. I can feel it. Have a great night. <laughs>